You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Monday to you. Today on the podcast, what I want to do is rank the starters on the Buffalo Bills, all 22 of them. And we're not ranking them in terms of importance or factoring in positional value. This is just literally how good that player is at that position and then ranking them in order of best to worst. So it doesn't matter what position you play. It's how good are you as a football player in that role and then ranking them one through 22. And so the reason for doing this is we always talk about how you can upgrade and where you can get better. And so just as much as I want to identify who the premier top tier players on the team are, I want to identify who the upgradable players are as well. And when we look at the upgradable players, are they players that can improve or are they maxed out and this is as good as they will ever be? And I think it helps us with our understanding of the roster and some of the camp battles that could be ahead of us in training camp just a few weeks away and some of the long-term thoughts on building the roster. I also really enjoyed putting this together because it helped me understand where certain players slot within the overall scheme of the starters, right? Like for some of these players, I perceive them one way, but then when I stacked them up one through 22, I was kind of surprised at how high some of them were and how low some of them were. So this was revealing for me to do. And so I am going to do it here today for you to listen to. And um, I think this would be a fun one for you to give feedback on. So if there's something that I say, or the order of these players is something that you think is out of whack or something that you see differently. I'd love to get some feedback on it. You can hit me up on Twitter at the Joe Marino. So we'll start with 22 and work our way down to number one at 22. I have Cody Ford, the bills projected starter at left guard. Now, while I do rank him as the bills worst starter entering the season, that can change. This is a player that through two seasons, honestly, we don't know much about. The starting right tackle as a rookie, played that season hurt, came over to left guard in 2020, lasted seven games, had a season-ending injury, although he wasn't overly effective in his seven starts. With that said, I do think that he's physically gifted and powerful, and he has the right makeup to be an outstanding guard in the NFL. Now that just needs to happen. But I just don't know that I can point to the way he's played at this point and not think that he's one of the bottom-tier starters on the football team. So Brandon Bean's come out and basically said he expects him to be one of the starting five offensive linemen, but he has a lot to prove. At number 21, I have tight end Dawson Knox. You guys know I think the world of what Dawson Knox can become. I'm very high on his athletic ceiling. I'm high on the playmaking flashes that we've seen to this point. But I'm not naive. I understand that there's been inconsistency. There's been drops. There have been fumbles. There's been blunders as a blocker. He needs to play better. There's no question about it. And I don't know how you can have him 
not in the bottom third or bottom few of this experiment based on what he's done to this point. Again, I thought he started to play better late last season, especially once he got healthy, but injuries have been a problem for him. So he needs to stay healthy. He needs to develop and he needs to maximize a really exciting physical skill set so that he can become a more meaningful playmaker for this team and maximize the promise that is within his physical skill set. At number 20, I have running back Devin Singletary. And maybe you think Zach Moss is the Bills starting running back. What I would say to you is that either one I would place right here at number 20. Devin Singletary has been the starter last year, all 16 games he was a starter with Zach Moss as part of the equation. Now, Devin Singletary, I think, is a passable NFL running back. I think he has pretty good vision. I like his contact balance. I like his overall balance. He's had some moments of decent production. He averaged a pretty good amount of yards per carry as a rookie. He actually tied Derrick Henry as a rookie in yards per carry for backs in the NFL that had over 150 rushes. Pretty impressive. Averaged over five yards per carry in the last half of the season last year. So he's had some encouraging moments. I do think that he has limitations. I don't think that he has the speed to ever be a true feature back that makes other teams nervous about having to defend. But at the end of the day, I don't think he's an upper-tier starter on this team. I don't think he's an average starter on this team and certainly not in the overall landscape of the NFL. Now, we've worked through the bottom three players that I have. And I think the good thing about all three of those players is while this isn't about positional value. I've established that. That's not what I'm factoring in. I do like that the three players that I perceive to be the worst starters on the team happen to play positions of low value. Cody Vord, a left guard. Dawson Knox, a tight end. Devin Singletary, a running back. Those aren't premium positions. So if you're going to have lower tier starters, it's good to have them in those spots. At number 19, I have defensive end Mario Addison. Now, Addison could play better this year and obviously change these dynamics, but I thought he ran out of gas last year. I thought he was questionable against the run, and obviously it looked like he lost a step athletically to make him a more consistent finisher when he created pressure on the quarterback. Now, maybe playing less snaps overall this year will help maximize what's left in the tank for Mario Addison, but he needs to reprove himself. He needs to prove that he didn't hit a wall and is on the decline, which could be difficult given his age, but it looks like he's trimmed down. He won't be asked to play as many snaps this year, and hopefully that leads to the best version of whatever's left in the tank for Mario Addison. At number 18, I have right guard John Feliciano. I think John Feliciano is a passable starting guard. He's a good run blocker. He's a below average pass blocker. I like that he brings versatility. But at the end of the day, I think he's an okay to slightly below average starter. You can get by with him, but I don't look at John Feliciano as an upper-tier blocker on this offensive line. I don't think that he's going to start for every team or most teams in the NFL at guard. I think he's a replacement-level player. I think his leadership and the edge and tenacity that he brings to the table and what he means to the locker room probably brings more to the team than his actual performance on the field. But he might be one of the players that I look at on this roster as a bit overrated. 
At number 17, I have defensive tackle Star Latulale. And kind of like what I talked about with Feliciano, I think Latulale is a passable one technique. The team is certainly better when he's on the field. I think we felt that last year. But at the end of the day, I think he's a serviceable player at nose tackle. He's a serviceable plug in the run game. Does what he's supposed to do. Not overly dynamic. A passable player, not an upper tier guy. And here's the thing is we're kind of at the point now at player 18, 17 on the list where we're coming out of the guys that I get concerned about like as reasonable players. Like These are good players that we're going to talk about. So I'm not going to sit here and talk down on players the rest of the way because I really feel like we're getting into a, a caliber of player that is a good, it's a it's a reasonable starter. And the way the NFL salary cap is designed is it doesn't allow you to keep everyone. And you're going to have to make sacrifices in your starting lineup. And I think the Bills are in really good shape when you look at it through that lens because when you talk about Star Latule is your 17th best starter, that's pretty good. We're talking about a player like John Feliciano at 18 who's a reasonable player. I don't think he's above average. Like I said, I don't think he's going to start for most teams. But I like where we're at already in this discussion, if that makes sense. At number 16, I have cornerback Taron Johnson. And yes, I am including him as a starter because the Bills are in nickel defense like nearly every single play. He's a starter for the team. And Taron is a player who I feel like I've been on a roller coaster with. I loved what he showed as a rookie and... Obviously, injuries as a rookie hurt him, and it took him off the field, but I liked what he shown, and then he just kind of felt like he just had issues staying healthy, but when he was on the field, he was pretty good, and then last year, he declined quite a bit early in the season, was even benched for Cam Lewis at one point, then he winds up getting his job back because Cam Lewis got hurt and really turning things around and making some big-time plays for the team, but I'm still trying to find consistency when it comes to Taron Johnson. I recognize that he plays a tough position, slot corner. There's a lot of plays that are funneled to this slot. There's a lot on your plate. You have to blitz. You have to fit the run a lot more playing on the inside. There's a lot more man coverage that you have to deal with. Like He's got a tough, tough job. It's an important role for this Bills defense. So we've seen the high-level flashes. I'm looking for more consistency, and my goodness, if this guy can make plays like he did late in the season last year, that's going to go a long way in the Bills defense getting back to being one of the best in the NFL. Did you know that Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. When you talk to people who love Bilt Bar, they're going to tell you what their favorite flavors are. And if you don't know what the flavors are, they are coconut, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, cherry, raspberry, mint, double chocolate. You know my favorite is the cookies and cream, but I love the fruit flavors as well. I actually just ordered ordered a box of orange the other day. Uh, If you haven't tried Built Bars, and you don't know where to start, check out a mixed box where you can get two of each of the nine flavors, sample them all, and figure out which ones you like. But not only are these flavors the best-tasting protein bars on the planet, but they're healthy too. Check out these macros, 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories range from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. The flavors are amazing, they're all tasty, and they're all healthy. Got a deal for you? Go to BuiltBar.com, use our promo code LOCKED15, and it'll get you 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so we got the next batch of players I want to get into 
To recap real quick, number 22, Cody Ford. Tight end, Dawson Knox at 21. At 20, Devin Singletary. At 19, Mario Addison. At 18, John Feliciano. At 17, Starla Tulele. At 16, Taron Johnson. All right, time for the next player. At number 15, I have cornerback Levi Wallace. And Levi Wallace, I think, is everything that the Bills want in their CB2. A really good tackler, good length, stays leveraged where he's supposed to be, occasionally makes a play on the ball. Like He's a passable starter for this defense, and in so many ways he embodies what the Bills want in a CB2. If you have questions about Levi Wallace, go back and listen to the podcast I did on him. I did an entire podcast on Levi Wallace back in June, and I think you would enjoy hearing me really break him down from every angle and talk about why the Bills have been so committed to him and why I think he's going to be the starting CB2 again this year. So I don't think he's a high-level player. I think he's replaceable. He's certainly not going to start for every team in the NFL, but for the style of defense that the Bills want to play, I think they're really happy with what they're getting from Levi Wallace. At number 14, I have Emmanuel Sanders. Just like I talked about with Taron Johnson, the Bills are in 11 personnel most of the time on defense. Um, so I consider the number two, number three wide receiver both as starters for the team, and I think Emmanuel Sanders will be the uh, the other guy on the outside, primarily opposite of Diggs. So Sanders has been a really consistent, good player in the NFL. Really, really good route runner, good hands. You can line him up at any spot. No, he's no longer the player that we watched in Denver, where you know he's going to command a high volume of targets, but. It wouldn't be surprised to me if if Sanders gets over 90 targets for this football team. And very soon I'm going to break down my projections for the team and I'll give you how many targets I think everyone's going to get in the stats and all that. That's probably coming to you early next week. But I think Sanders is going to have a pretty prominent role in this offense. And I think he's going to very much do his job and be a reliable veteran. And I think he's a middle-of-the-pack starter for the Bills. At number 13, defensive tackle Ed Oliver. Third-year player, I'm expecting a big-time breakout from him this year. But I think through two seasons, we've identified that he's got pretty good pass rush ability. He's quick off the ball. He's flexible. He can turn angles. He plays hard. And I think there's a step for him to take as a pass rusher to be even more of an impact player in that regard. He's got to become a more consistent run defender, though. And I thought he played good against the run in his rookie season. I think he took a step back last year, and I think not having Star next to him at one tech certainly affected that. So Ed Oliver is a player that I think can really climb this list. I'm hoping he does. And him taking the step forward, him reaching his ceiling this year would go a long way in the Bills' defense being back in the top five. At number 12, so we're getting to the point now where we're closing in on the top half here. I have Tremaine Edmonds, linebacker. Now, Tremaine Edmonds coming out of the uh, 2019 season, man, I thought he was destined to be a superstar. And I think the early season injury last year really hurt him. But not having Star hurt him as well, not having Matt Milano next to him most of the time last year hurt him as well. But we know what this guy's capable of. He has to find consistency. He has to process a little bit quicker and cleaner. He's got to take on contact better. But he's got all the traits to be special. Two-time Pro Bowler two-time team captain, his length in zone coverage and mobility and range in zone coverage really matters for this football team. So 
I, I don't feel comfortable putting him above anybody that I have higher on the list, but I, I do think that he has a big-time chance to climb, just like Ed Oliver. And number 11, I have right tackle Daryl Williams. This guy was awesome last year. I mean, what a find. What a find by Brandon Bean to take a chance on Daryl Williams and then not only take a chance on him, but let him earn that job at right tackle. They didn't go into this thing saying, you know what, Cody Ford's our right tackle, no matter what. Daryl Williams beat him out. He claimed the job. He played outstanding. He got an extension, and he's a really good right tackle. And so I don't think he's an elite player, but you can win a lot of football games with Daryl Williams as your right tackle. Really, really good in pass protection last year. And it's funny because you would think he'd be a better run blocker than he is pass blocker. So I'm looking for him to take a step as a run blocker this year in the scheme, but I really like what I think the Bills are getting again at right tackle in terms of pass blocking. And, you know, obviously Josh Allen likes to roll right. And so I think right tackle is an important spot for this team. And I'm glad Darrell Williams is the right tackle again this year. At number 10, I've got center Mitch Morse. I think highly of Mitch Morse. You guys know I like him. Good range in the run game. Outstanding pass blocker. I think he's one of the best pass blocking centers in the game. Smart football player. Really, really good. Uh, I mean, you wish he maybe can create a little bit more push with power stacked right on top of him in the run game. But, you know, I think when you have bumpers like Ford and Feliciano who really give you that push in the run game, it's fine to have a player like Morse. And I value most what he brings to the table in terms of range and pass blocking ability. And number nine, Jerry Hughes. You know, I know Jerry Hughes hasn't always had the sack production that we want, but the pressure is always there. This guy is always getting pressure. And I think the Bills for a long time really spoiled some of Jerry Hughes' best years by not having a complimentary rusher on the opposite side and not having enough ways to create pressure up the middle. Because if you're the only guy that's creating pressure, it's kind of pointless because that quarterback just has easy access to step up or roll right and move away from his pressure. You need complimentary pressure to maximize what these guys are giving you. And I think the Bills have kind of let Jerry Hughes down at times by not having good complimentary rush. And uh, that's taken away from his sacks, right? The pressures have always been there, but the sacks haven't been. I still think he's a good player. I think he's a good run defender. And like I said with Mario Addison earlier, I'm anxious to see what he does in a role where he's probably going to play less of the snaps because the Bills have so much more depth and young pieces on the roster. And so I think he can really flourish in a situation where he's fresh for those money moments. At number eight, I have left tackle Deion Dawkins. And folks, I'm excited for Deion Dawkins this year. I think he's been a really good player for multiple seasons now. I think he's a top 15 left tackle in the NFL, maybe pushing towards the top 10. And there's a good chance that I think he makes another step this year where he gets into that Pro Bowl conversation. And if the Bills' offense repeats its performance from last year, the left tackle is going to start getting more and more attention. And I think Dawkins has performed at a level where the football community should be talking more about the caliber of play he provides. And I love what he means to the football team in terms of leadership charisma, energy. I like his brand. I like his shtick. I'm a big fan of Deion Dawkins. I think he's one of the better starters on the team, and I'm glad he's locked up for a long, long time. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. 
Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and the UFC. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so now we have the top seven left to get to, and this is a good group of football players. At number seven, linebacker Matt Milano. I've said multiple times that I think he's the best linebacker on the Bills team. What he means to this defense when he's healthy is pretty significant with his ability in coverage, his range, his ability to you know go man-to-man with tight ends and take away running backs in the passing game, blitz, shoot gaps, play into the line of scrimmage. I mean, this is a do-everything linebacker that perfectly fits the defense and the requirements for a modern-day NFL linebacker. I'm happy that he's locked up long-term. I think he's a core foundational piece of this roster and uh, a player that we saw when he wasn't in the lineup last year how much he meant. At number six, I have Cole Beasley, slot wide receiver. Man, Cole is awesome in the slot. I mean, the most productive slot receiver in the NFL last year. Played hurt late in the season. Only a 2% drop rate. It's just wonderful having him on the team, knowing that if it's third and three or third and four, you get him isolated up, you give him an option route, he's going to create leverage, he's going to catch a football. And we've seen him make tough catches, right? Contested catches where despite his smaller stature, he goes up for the football, competes hard. Just an outstanding slot receiver. Big time asset to Josh Allen in this offense. At number five, Jordan Poyer, safety. Good football player. He he should have been in the Pro Bowl one of the last couple seasons, if not multiple Pro Bowls. Productive in everything he's asked to do. Making tackles. The best tackler on the defense. Stripping the football. Making plays on the ball. Getting sacks and blitzing. What he can do as a low safety is really, really outstanding. And he can play in deep zones and he can play man in the slot. I mean, this is a do-everything football player. And statistically, from a splash play Standpoint, I mean, this guy measures up against anyone in the NFL since 2017. Pillar of the defense, leader, right? He's a captain, outstanding football player. At number four, his running mate, Micah Hyde. You guys have heard me rave about Micah Hyde before. What a player. His ability to leverage routes, his ability to clog throwing windows, disguise his intentions, Just take things off the menu is really special. I've talked about his ball production and how his first season in Buffalo, he was targeted like 47 times, had five interceptions. And last year, he was only targeted like 21, 22 times. So the ball production hasn't really been there the last couple of seasons. That's because quarterback stopped throwing to his guy. And I've said this multiple times that the Bills secondary collectively lacks speed. But they don't get burned deep very often at all. I mean, the Bills are year after year 
the defense in the NFL that allows the least explosive plays in the passing game. And that, to me, is a Micah Hyde stat. That is a testament to what he can do as a deep safety, as a deep middle-type player, his range, his the angles he plays with, his football intelligence. I mean, he's he's outstanding. Absolutely outstanding football player. Now we're at the top three, and it's probably no surprise the players that are left. And I'll be honest, I think you can convince me that they could go in any order and that any one of these three players can be number one. I settled with Stephon Diggs, wide receiver at number three. Obviously exceptional last year, led the league in receptions and yards. As the season went on, his production grew and grew. And that was what was so special is that everybody in the stadium knew Steph Diggs was getting the football and that Josh Allen was going to go to Diggs and they couldn't stop him. Couldn't stop him. Everyone knows where the ball's going. Does not matter. Special connection with Josh Allen. I can't wait to see it in year two. He's a good football player. Wins deep. Gets open at all levels of the field. Wins in contested situations. Elite route runner. Works hard at his craft. I mean, this guy is a detail type guy. Loves it. I love what he means to this offense. I love him as a player. Love the skill set. He's going to be a top receiver, top two receiver on every single offense in the NFL. He comes in at number three. And number two, cornerback Tredavious White. I mean, this guy, since he was drafted in 2017, has been just a joy to watch. Plays the game with a lot of charisma and energy and passion. Love his presence in the locker room. Love his football intelligence. His, his concept recognition is off the charts. What he's able to pick up pre-snap and understanding of splits and alignments and route stems and what concepts are going to be run based on the early moments in a down and the things that he can take off the menu by process of elimination, by playing the probabilities and anticipating routes and combinations is just special. Really special football player between the ears. And oh, by the way, he creates takeaways. Strips the ball. Scoop and score against Atlanta. Love that play. Interceptions. I mean, this guy does everything. He covers at a high level. He's smart, and he takes away the football. One of the elite corners in the NFL. He'll be a number one corner on just about every team in the NFL, and he'll play at a high level. So Trey White at number two, which leaves Josh Allen at number one, quarterback. And like I said, any one of those final three digs, White and Allen, I think you could flip-flop them, put them in any order, and I, I could be convinced that that's the right order. But the reason I put Josh at number one is because he can literally take over football games. And Diggs can too, and so can Tredavious White. But Josh Allen's physical attributes and what he's capable of at the quarterback position transcends transcends just about every player in the NFL. What he's capable of. Carrying an offense. Diggs had his best year with Josh Allen. John Brown had his best year with Josh Allen. Cole Beasley, best year with Josh Allen. 
I mean, he has made players better for working with him. He's made Brian Dable a better offensive coordinator. Special skill set. And I recognize that this is putting pretty much all of my emphasis in the player he was last year. And if you factor in previous seasons, it's hard to be honest about him deserving the number one spot. But when I focus in on 2020, the guy left no doubt. This guy entered 2020 as one of the most criticized football players I've ever seen. Remember week one against the Jets? Remember that? Overthrew that one wide open touchdown, sailed it, terrible throw. But for the game, Josh Allen wound up completing 33 of 46 passes, 71.74%, 312 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. And all anybody wanted to talk about was him sailing that touchdown pass. And I remember in that moment, in in seeing the fallout from that game, thinking to myself, what is it going to take for Josh Allen to lose the critics and gain more support and more believers in his skill set? But by the end of the season, the guy just left no doubt. He left no doubt in terms of the caliber of quarterback he is. Everyone was a believer. Now, there's people that will point to it being only one season, and that's fair. And Josh Allen, the next challenge he has to meet is proving that 2020 is what he can be year in and year out. But the young man left no doubt last year, second in the MVP voting. So that's why I picked him as the Bills' best starter on the team. So there you have it, my ranking of the Buffalo Bills starters. Again, positional value out the door, focusing only on the caliber of player they are, 1 through 22. And so I'll give you the full list here in its entirety to close things out. Number one is Josh Allen. Two, Trey White. Three, Stephon Diggs. Four, Micah Hyde. Five, Jordan Poyer. Six, Cole Beasley. Seven, Matt Milano. Eight, Deion Dawkins. Nine, Jerry Hughes. Ten, Mitch Morse. 11, Daryl Williams, 12, Tremaine Edmonds, 13, Ed Oliver, 14, Emmanuel Sanders, 15, Levi Wallace, 16, Taron Johnson, 17, Starla Tulele, 18, John Feliciano, 19, Mario Addison, 20, Devin Singletary, 21, Dawson Knox, and 22, Cody Ford. All right, folks, that is going to do it for us today here on the podcast. Tomorrow, we're going to tackle the tough questions when it comes to the Bills linebackers. We've also got corners and safeties coming up as well. So if you have tough questions regarding those position groups, please send them in. Joe at thedraftnetwork.com. Herd mentality on Wednesday. So a lot of uh, fun, interactive podcasts coming your way over the next few days here on the podcast. So don't miss it. Make sure you're subscribed, rate, review, and share the podcast. And I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.